0: Right there. Elmo's World. Hi, you're listening to Elmo's World, a podcast that talks to different people from around the world about their unique beliefs, ideas, and worldviews. And I hope that in this little way, we can create a better world amidst our differences. Okay, Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is uh, Elmo Odor Jr., your host, and I I have the awesome privilege to talk to Brandon Gruber. He is 31 years old. He's a landlord in Kingston, New York, and he graduated from Kingston High School, and uh, he would like to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, I can say that this guy is a jack of all trades, and whatever uh, topic we uh, we 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 would talk about right now, I'm sure that he would have a lot to say. So, Brandon, uh, I would like to, you to uh, introduce yourself and and answer the question. After that, um, do you think the the Black Lives Matter movement is racist?
1: Do I think the Black Lives Matter movement is racist? No, uh, I think that. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, well, in America, there's been, you know, uh, a long history of systemic uh, racism, and um, the evolution of that has gotten to us to where we are, where um, it's still going on, police brutality, the whole nine yards, the, uh, George Floyd, all of the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, protests and, uh, and things. If you look at the the name Black Lives Matter, the reason that that name is the way that it is, is because in this country, America, where I'm from, um, Black lives often don't matter. And so when you get counter arguments to this that say all lives matter, well, of course, all lives matter. It's Black Lives Matter is not refuting white lives. It's insisting that black lives also matter. And so in that way, I I, I think it almost can't be racist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But um, uh, for example, if you turn the narrative around and say uh, people, uh, white Americans would say white lives matter, but anyone from the black community would automatically uh push it as something racist and so why can't they do that on the other way around when you say that black lives matter or that you should uh, you should the black community should be treated specially or uh, a lot of um, Americans would say uh, that the, that's just cultural appropriation and um, it's nothing more than a, an, an excuse to loot for a money grab grabbing uh, movement, uh, how how would you respond to those uh, accusations?
1: Well, the way that I would respond is to say that the the power it's about power. There's a power differential in America, and there has been since its founding and since before that. And so, when you say Black Lives Matter, like I said, it's because in this country, Black lives often don't matter. Um, when you say white lives matter, they already have mattered far more than, the, you know, so if, for instance, if, if we look at statistical data, you know, black men are shot and killed far more than white men. Uh, even, you know, when you adjust for population 13, there are 13% black people make 13% of the population, black men make up 6% of the population. Even when you adjust for the uh, population different per capita, they're still um, targeted for uh, being killed, for being beaten, for being jailed um, so if 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 it were the other way around, if black people had been oppress have been oppressing um, white people for the last 400 years and then it was black lives matter, then I think it would be more unacceptable, but because of the power dynamics that the oppression, of, and it's not just about race, mind, but but I think that you know I, I think that because of the power, then it, it, it we already know that white lives matter because they have white white families have the most money. It, I, I forget the statistic, but um, it would be something like 20, twenty, thirty, maybe more than that uh, years. Maybe a hundred years, something like that, for the average Black family in America to uh, get to the uh, average wealth of the uh, to, of the average white family, and this is because of generational uh, inequality. Um, and you know, and so I think that it's it's sort of a cop out when white people in America do that. White lives matter too. Yes, yes, but um, but it's not really the same thing because white people haven't been oppressed. They didn't have they weren't enslaved they didn't have to go through jim crow laws you know they didn't get redlined they didn't um they don't get turned down for jobs they don't get followed in 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 the uh in the stores when they get pulled over by the police treat, the police treat them with kid gloves oftentimes although poor white people get you know get the boot too but i think it's i think it's different because of that because of power
0: mm-hmm yeah um but uh for example a lot of arguments have been that um uh so far he, he, america has become one of the most um uh, countries where equality and equity have actually been on the front lines of of government uh, policies for example um america has one of the has bl- black senators black uh, judges black uh, uh black colleges and uh, a lot of a lot of the uh movements that are policies and regulations in the in america have actually shown that there is no there is not much racism in america anymore and whatever uh, uh suffering or poverty that black people uh, suffer uh in, a, in in a proportional way more white Americans are actually uh, in, the, in the same uh, category when it comes to income.
1: Well, I, I would push back just a little because um, the, when it, like generational wealth, right? If, if, if you take someone and you enslave them, then you free them and you don't let them work and you let them work. And sometime, and then you pay them less. And then, and yeah, so black people are, are more free now than they ever have been in this country. But, but these things carry over generation to generation. So it's not just about how much, you know, is a black person working at a job making the same money as a white person if they both uh, do the same um, kind of job. It's also about wealth accumulation through, through generations, through families um so i'm not sure that um and, and then also racism absolutely does exist in this country still not just on in the, in the hearts and minds of, of some individuals because of course that's always going to be the case um you know you can never truly defeat racism but this the it's we've changed some things but we still have a long way to go because this systemic systems that allowed for um, uh, that keep black and brown people down, predominantly black and brown people, but poor people in general, these systems um, are still in place. And this isn't just about uh, racism. This is also about uh, money. It's about um, poverty. It's about um, the uh, capitalism, really. It's um, if, if you can keep if you're you know if you're at the top you want to keep all the money you want to keep sucking it out from um the people at the bottom and the people at the bottom can't get uh, a break and there's a racial element in there and just because there are a few uh black senators and black judges i mean you know that doesn't that doesn't negate the um That doesn't negate, for instance, the fact that uh, black people are arrested four times more than white people. That doesn't negate the fact that, uh, I think it was Washington, um, uh, D.C., there was a study that during the day, black people are pulled over more during the night. They're not, when you can't determine the race. You know, these things are, it it starts, there are individual people who are racist, and that's a spectrum, but then there's a system that sort of keeps that in place, and it's tied to the, to, to economics, it's tied to the power structure, it's tied to keeping the downtrodden. When uh, the police and the justice system writ large constantly targets black men, you talk about families, well, if you take away black fathers and you put them in the prison system, Then it becomes tough if you keep black people. um, uh, If you may, you know, again, generational wealth. I'm not talking about, you know, it's it's hard to accumulate wealth when you're constantly being oppressed. You're when you're constantly behind. So it's not about work um, ethics. You can say, okay, yeah, there are some some gangs and some uh, some people. Fine, but there's a ton of hardworking black people who also are stuck, you know, and it's hard for them, and and so I don't know that, um, you know, I don't, I really don't think that it's about hard work uh, as much as it's it's well it is it it is about self response about taking responsibility and work, working hard as with any, any anybody should be doing that, but if 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 you if you're at a disadvantage from the system to begin with, then that makes it that much more difficult to compete and to, and to rise up through, uh, through, you know, to, to gain wealth status, whatever. So I don't think that it's, um, I don't think it's, it's that, you know, I don't think it's, it's, it's a lot of black people not working because um, I, you know, there's plenty of black people who work, who work, a lot harder than me, you know what I mean. Harkening back to why I support the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, I think that it, it's this is multifaceted. You have to you have to change the culture. You have to change the laws. So the the movement is helping. We hope to change the culture, and through that motivate the legislators. To change the laws to make policing more fair, um, to hold them to higher account, so that when they murder a black person in cold blood, that they don't get off, uh, you know, that they go to jail like anybody else. And then, um, you know, beyond that, again, the economic stuff, just raising the floor up for everybody, making sure that everybody's got free health, you know, uh, free health care, making sure that everybody has the same access to education. Just making the same uh, equality of opportunity for everyone um, you know g- generally speaking that's the path forward culture policy um, you, you gotta you got to do both of these things and and policy the, the politicians will only change things if if we stand up and demand it and that's what this is. This is like during the Civil Rights Act um, or the Civil Rights Movement. Excuse me. Um, you know, they, people were asking nicely <laughs> to to be treated fairly back then too, and it didn't quite work. And and it took a little bit of chaos, and then progress was made. I remember. So so this is. When, there's Martin Luther King, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr was the message of peace. And Malcolm X was a bit more militant. And I remember a quote, I'm gonna paraphrase him because I don't remember the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of, he was being interviewed, he said, I I didn't go, this is Malcolm X uh, talking about um, uh, MLK, I didn't go to Selma to make Dr. King's job more difficult. I really thought that if I went there that I would make his job easier because if they, and this is back in the 60s, they being the whites, if they saw the alternative being Malcolm X's militancy, that they would be more receptive to Mar- uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of peace. And so I think that that's what we need here is that I when I, I had the um I don't know if I want to call it a fortune. But I was able. I, I watched through Unicorn Riot the, um, the what uh, what happened in Minneapolis the first three uh, nights, and I think that you know the the those riots and everything that the youth of Minneapolis was fed up. Some of the youth was tired. The Black Lives Matter movement was asking nicely. Colin Kaepernick was trying to make um, uh, awareness, and they fired him. They said, "You you play football, don't speak." You know about this. And, uh, and, and some of the black youth in Minneapolis was tired of it and, and fed up because they're watching their people die. And, they, and so they, you know, they started to break things and set it on fire. And now we have a, not just a national movement, but a worldwide movement. And, I, and, and in a way they lit a fire in the hearts of, of all of us or, or many of us anyhow. People in Syria uh, drew murals of uh, George Floyd in solidarity, you know what I mean. I think that um, a little bit of chaos is necessary to bring us peace. And and but the Black Lives Matter movement, generally speaking, 95, 99 percent of it, all of it really is is um, is peaceful. And then you have a few agitators. It only takes a few people to break buildings and set them on fire. You know, I try to understand the the people who do it. You know what I mean. Um, not not there's opportunists of course um but i I mean the predominantly young black men and women who who see no recourse the they ask nicely please stop killing us indiscriminately that doesn't work they write to the politicians they demonstrate peacefully this doesn't work and so from from their perspective i'm trying i can't speak for them obviously but I can try to understand, you know, if that 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 they're fed up, that they don't know what to do, and um, and I don't agree with rioting or looting or setting fires or anything. But you know, it it what, the 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 frank reality is that I I believe if Minneapolis was not set on fire, we people wouldn't be demonstrating all over the, the country and all over the world. I think that George Floyd, if, if it wasn't for the fact that his death was so ugly, and then the reaction of Minneapolis was the way that it was, George Floyd would have just been another dead black man on the pile. And nothing, you know, at least with this movement, there's an opportunity to change things, to to, to not make it perfect, but to make it a, a little bit better, to force the politicians to... To to rein the police in to stop killing us. Well, not, you know, to stop killing predominantly black men, but to stop killing innocent Americans, generally speaking.
0: Okay, Uh, cool. So, but then again, I I guess that there are, uh, uh, what what, what some would say, uh, numbers people would say, uh, collateral damages. For example, a lot of people died. During these riots, these these the chaos that occurred, and uh, would you think that is that those are um, well th- those are the pr- that is the price to pay when it comes to uh, change that a p- there will be chaos. There m- might be accidents or incidents uh, bec- be due to the chaos that occurs. Uh, innocent people, for example, get shot. Because they get in the in in the in the, in the riots and all this stuff, uh, what would you say about that?
1: I would question the numbers first of all, um, and second of all, I would say, violence begets violence. The police kill innocent people. It's only a matter of time. This isn't is it is it moral or not? This is an inevitability. If the power structure presses too hard on the people, the people will rise. And fight back. That's just how it goes. That's that's human nature. And so, I the the dead bodies. I would wonder how many dead people there are who uh, are uh, that Black Lives Matter is responsible for, compared to the police since the uh, uh, the uh, Minneapolis, because the police have ran people over with their car. They slammed elderly men to the ground. Right now in Portland, there's secret police. Uh, basically kidnapping kids and, and throwing them in vans, no judicial, judicial process. And, and just to, to reiterate the, the fact that there is racism in this country, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, there's a um, leaked phone call where he's on the phone with the governors says, you gotta dominate them. You gotta dominate them or you're gonna look weak. Well, I'm sorry, Donald Trump, black people have been dominated in this country for a long time. And I think that they're tired of it. And I think that we, you know, this is a, he wants to press on uh, and and try to put out these fires with force and I don't think that that's the way to go. You know, he wanted to take a photo up in front of a church so he had uh, the police tear gas people. This isn't the way to to solve that, you know what I mean?
0: Okay, so then uh, for example, uh, what this has actually this uh, movement has actually created in America, is, in my opinion, it's more of a division between uh, cultures, right? For example, uh, a lot that uh, a lot of people from the other uh, parts of America would see, would look at the rioting, they would look at the looting, all the chaos, and see that um, amidst the pandemic. Why? 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 Why do it with with the risk of uh, increasing the infection in your country, right?
1: Okay. uh, Oh, sorry. mm -hmm. Well, okay. So first, I I just want to I just want to say the the rioting and the looting. This is overblown. There's not that much of that going on. It started out that way in Minneapolis. There's been some of that that's gone on. Also, there's been proof of. of, of uh, 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 cops in street clothes smashing windows, you know, uh, false flag type stuff to make the Black Lives Matter look more violent than it is. If you turn on Fox News, all they show you is, is the fires and people on cop cars. They don't show you the, the way more evidence that exists of peaceful demonstrations, of chants, of singing, of praying. So, so first, I just want to like nix that that the the rioting and the looting and and the vandalism is is not as widespread as it's portrayed. Um, And and what was the what was the actual question? I'm sorry. Oh, about the pandemic. Um, Why do it? Why do it during a pandemic? Well, I I don't. It's it's not. Well, when's the right time to do it? You know, it's never should should we wait till after the pandemic you know the the thing is is these things it's not somebody didn't plan this you know what i mean this isn't like a central organization that decided that they were going to start these these movements throughout history across the world they all happen organically okay and um george floyd's ugly ugly death murder was was so jarring um people that they that they said F this basically and you know what they'll go and 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 also you see people wearing masks you look at um at at the uh the MAGA guys you know the uh, uh Trump supporters going and trying to protect the statues none of them are wearing masks you look at a Black Lives Matter movement all of them are wearing masks now they're not social distancing but this is about something bigger than the pandemic for for a lot of people this is about true justice and equality, that um, people hope that that they can, uh, you know, well, that they can make things a little bit better, and that that can last for their son, or their grandson, so that hopefully, their son or their grandson, isn't another George Floyd. And so compared to a pandemic, you know, police brutality is a pandemic in and of itself, you know, so I understand people's uh, reticence to, to, to for this to be happening during the worst pandemic in a hundred years since the Spanish flu, but these this is organic, and people have made the call that this is that the the, the the fight for justice and equality is so important that they'll go out there and be as safe as they can, but they have to go out there and they have to show the power structure that this, enough is enough. Enough is enough here. You can't keep killing people, innocent people, and get away with it.
0: Okay, so uh, what you're saying to me is that uh, the Black Lives Matter movement was inevitable. Uh, pandemic or no pandemic, it had to happen and it had to uh, go on, right? But then... Uh, is that is it, okay? Uh, then the the question is, for example, um, now that America is the number one uh, country with that, with the most cases of COVID, uh, how would you uh, solve this? How how would the the problem become now that even the country is in more division and in 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 and more chaotic than before?
1: Well, the the way to solve the the pandemic it's this is a tough thing anyway. I'm not an epidemiologist, like I said, I have no expertise. But, um, but the the first thing would have been preparation in uh, 2017 or 2018. Uh, Donald Trump uh, dissolved uh, the pandemic response team that Barack Obama had set up. Having that in place might have helped us prepare closing down um he you know he Donald Trump he brags about closing down the borders but um you know he tell he told people and the Republican Party, it's not just Donald Trump the entire Republican party and the um uh, Republican propaganda machine where Fox News is, is chief uh, propagandist there told people it's not a big deal don't worry about it um they didn't react to it soon enough. They didn't make enough masks. They didn't make enough ventilators. They didn't start working on the, uh, the vaccine or the, you know, ways to treat it, um, nearly early enough. And and it's the reason that the numbers are so high in this country is because Donald Trump has failed in such a spectacular fashion that it's, it's almost beyond belief. It's almost, I mean, if you put a child in, in front of the country, they would have done a better job. You know what I mean? So a lot of this could have been mitigated, um, with, with some preparation. Um, and, but then, you know, and then we're here. So now we're opening things up again. Well, that has its own issues because we open things up. Disney world's opened up. Vegas has opened up restaurants and bars in different places are opening. This is going to spread the virus too. So it's, it's true that the, the, Marching in the streets during a pandemic is probably going to increase the amount of cases, uh, and indeed may cause more deaths. But the overall governance of this, of this, has been a complete disaster, a complete failure. And I think that's where you get 140,000 deaths in this country. I think that's where you get, you know, I see, completely. I see. I think that's okay, where you get then, where we are.
0: Uh for example um how would you uh vote in the next election because it seems to me that biden is a candidate by which it's simply that he's he's someone who would you you would vote compared to trump but nobody actually wants biden as president if there was uh, a better candidate that could beat trump how how would you vote
1: there was a better, by the way, and his name was Bernie Sanders. I was a Bernie Sanders. So I am a, a. I still like Bernie Sanders. Um, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, you know, I, I don't like him very much uh, because of his policies. Um, I mean, we can get into the, we can get into different racial things with him too. He wrote the crime bill, in uh the nineties, um that. Put a lot of black uh, and brown people in jail. So, you know, he, and, and and then the uh, Supreme Court, he humiliated Anita Hill, black woman, uh, along with a uh, racist Republican. He worked with uh, Strom uh, Thurmond back in the 70s, who was a, a segregationist. Joe Biden was actually um, in favor of segregated school bus. So there's a lot of reasons to to dislike Joe Biden. Um but if if you look at I don't think that Joe Biden I I don't think that Joe Biden would dominate would seek to dominate the police in the way that he's done in the way that Trump has done and then if you like for climate for instance uh yeah so so okay so long story short joe biden is better on on certain on a lot of policies and i think that um that that, that you know that, that's the easy choice if you if you care about climate if you care about equality mm-hmm. if you care about economics mm-hmm.
0: okay then you suck it up and um, you vote for joe biden isn't uh isn't that a problem in the us when it comes to how you choose your leaders because it seems that in in in, in you you're voting Absolutely Biden lighter. because you just you simply hate Trump and you don't like and you do not want Trump, so.
1: No, it's not, no, no, no! It's not because I hate Trump. It's because Trump Trump has bad he has worse policy positions, and Biden would have better policy positions, which would lead to slightly better materialistic consequences for 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 people it's not because I hate Trump it's because Biden would just do a better job at managing the country he wouldn't do as good a job as Bernie Sanders in my opinion not nearly he's, he's a disaster in a lot of ways he, he's a you know a half step kind of guy but yeah Donald and Trump that is was a, this my place point was ruin. that
0: um, in in America uh, you, you don't choose a candidate that you really, really want. No, you choose a candidate, a candidate that can win, which is that could uh, be more closer to how you want it. Uh, want how you want things to happen. Right. And.
1: Yeah, and that's a problem with with American electoral politics, to be sure, is that you get to choose between A and B in places like Britain. There's different. There's a. I don't know how many parties. There's a lot more than two. A lot of countries have um, democracies. Have a lot more than two candidates to choose from, and this is a big problem. This is part of corruption. the the the, the rub, the 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 thing is, if the, the Republicans and the Democrats, the established, the establishment, um, Republican establishment and the Democratic establishment, they're kind of on the same team because they're all they're all owned. By the oligarchs, by the people, by the rich people who, who bribe them legally, bribe them, and so th- they make it impossible for a third party to come up, and that keeps this power structure stable. And then you go to the voting booth and you pick, you know, you candidate think that A who you, like, candidate B, who you don't like. If America continues this
0: system, uh, nothing will change, and just it's just that uh, either either uh, the the power just sp- switches places, or that. Uh, someday, uh, America will decide that um, let's uh, let's leave this uh, uh, crooked system and um, be able to actually have a proper democracy where uh, the every individual's uh, um, preferred leader would be the one to they they ch- have to choose and not someone who they can settle for. Do you think that's uh, something that could happen in America someday?
1: Absolutely, I think that's something that could happen. There's a lot of things that that could happen. You know, this country is in flux right now. We we could bounce back from from where we are and become a better uh, democracy, like you're saying. We could keep going back and forth between. Republican, Democrat, and and but except that Trump kind of changed the game by 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 being like he is. And with and to that end, we could also devolve into a full fascistic state. I mean, the 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 structures that the the, the democratic institutions in this country have been being hacked away for a very long time, for many decades. And for instance, the, the National uh, Security Agency, you know, there's a Fourth Amendment in this country, uh, no illegal searches and seizures. Well, that doesn't exist anymore because the NSA can spy on all our phones if they want, and they do. And that's um, yeah, just a for instance, you know what I mean? So, but if, if we can like, as a people, as a movement, this Black Lives Matter movement, other types of movements all together, um, peacefully motivate the politicians, replace the politicians um, with with better ones, and design better policy positions. Then we can get that um, that that better version of democracy. But it starts really with with ending corruption. It, it starts with you can't have millionaires and billionaires uh, funding campaigns because the yeah. Politician who gets in owes them a favor, and then that's what happens. They they get the favor done. In this country, the the last several the 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 rich people win every single policy position they want, and the poor and middle class lose every single um, policy. Position.
0: I think that this is why you chose Bernie, because uh, Bernie is a, a very very. Uh, Verney's ideas are very very on the left which favors those who are in the low income or middle class income compared to uh, uh, those uh, uh, politicians who, uh, uh, in who prefer capitalist uh, goals neoliberalism and um, why, why do you think that more uh, being on the left could actually be uh be more beneficial to america
1: well i think that what what we're doing now is is clearly not working um the the republican party for the for the last uh 40 years this country you know the overton window um you familiar with that term the the political um, landscape of this of this country right over a period of uh of many years and then donald trump shifted it further to the right and so the center in america is is more center right than it is true center if you look at the left right uh the traditional thing so we need to kind of shift it back a broader answer to that is that I'm, i'm not a socialist i'm a i'm a social democrat um which is you know, to say that I, I believe in social policies that you know will elevate the people. I think that it, even if you don't care about people, all you care about is results, all you care about is money, we shouldn't arrest so many people for nonviolent offenses so then we can have more workers. We should make college um, uh, tuition free so that we can have more skilled laborers and compete in the global marketplace. We should have... Um, more, uh, we should have free health care so that if people get sick, they don't go bankrupt. You ask, you know, people in Canada, you know, the Norwegian countries, they, they look at us like, like what? Somebody goes bankrupt because they got sick? Happens all the time in this country. These things end up making us less competitive economically. and And it's obviously completely immoral to just allow people to die, to have them. And and so I think that the the left has a better answer for that than the right. The right says, suck it up and move on. And let's carry on, you know, business as usual. The left says, no, let's change things so that they operate a little bit more efficiently. And also we save lives and uh, preserve human dignity
0: okay then i guess that um if if that can't happen uh democratically where uh the the capitalists will always dominate them because they control the system they control how it happens then it, uh, if 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 ever that america wishes that social policies like free health care or free univer- free college uh, would work. Uh, that would have to require the people itself to uh, have a movement that would be uh, very socialist, right? Or is that or is that something that is unnecessary and we could actually work it out in a democratic way?
1: Well, I think that it needs to. It requires a movement of many people to to change uh, the politicians to, to bend the politicians to the, pe- to the people's will. And, and as far as socialism is, no, it, and you, I'm sure are aware um, that Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. during the civil rights movement, a lot of socialists and communists joined in that cause because it was also about an economic um, thing. So I don't you know and it's, I don't know how if socialism is a taboo word in the Philippines or not, but it certainly is here because of the Cold War and all of that. but um, you know I'm not a socialist myself but you know I think that most of them want that you know the, the same things you know I think that and, and it requires like you said a, a movement, a big movement to, to impress upon the power structure that change needs to be had and not just a change where they offer us a a tiny little morsel and they say, there you go. It needs to be a complete systemic change. And I think the only way you get that is through, is through this kind of a movement, you know what I mean?
0: Okay. Then um, I, I, I know uh, a lot of Americans and uh, 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 there are a lot of them who are very libertarian, right? Uh, For example, that, Government shouldn't be the one to uh, provide you your own happiness. Each and government should have uh, least involvement in your own affairs, right? What if you you have to uh, take care of your own your your own you uh, you pay for yourself, you work for yourself, or then and that's why they uh, they uh, attribute that less taxes taxes is better. And that is the problem with being on the left as well. Because the more social policies you, you make, uh, the more taxes there are. So in a way, you're pay, you're, if you work hard, you're paying for someone who's not working hard and just living off the, uh, the programs and the benefits of being part of that society. And that's, that's a, a, another problem as well
1: so i noticed that a lot of libertarians don't mind having a standing army, a fire department, a police department, um, a uh, national park, a uh, postal service. these are all socialist policies. they don't mind paying uh, a little bit of money so that if you know, my house burns down, the fire department, i don't if i can't pay them, well, and they won't put out the fire, maybe your house burns down. People don't the libertarians don't seem to mind that. So they don't mind paying taxes in that way. So it's it's not a huge leap to say, well, if, if we add a little more taxes, you know, it, in fact, it's with with for instance, with Medicare for all, the math is is quite clear. You actually save money. There's studies on this. Because the, you you don't have to pay a private insurance company mm-hmm. premiums, deductibles, and copays. All that's gone. You get a two percent raise in your taxes, and you actually save money at the end of the year. And everybody is covered. So in that way, according to Ayn Rand libertarian philosophy, well, that's more efficient. At least it's but with Medicare for all, you you save money on on premiums, copays, deductibles. And then you pay 2% more in tax and you end up saving money after that. So if a libertarian wants to save money, they can save money and help people, even if they don't care about helping people. And if, if, if libertarians want no taxes, this is the problem with libertarian ideology: is If they want no taxes at all, you and I, Elmo, we have a, a dispute. Suppose, suppose I want to claim your home. I say your home is my home now. Well, in the in with a government with, ta- with 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 government and with the, you know we, we would go to court and the courts would say well no that's Elmo's house so you can't you can't claim that. In a libertarian fantasy land, what ends up happening is we revert back to feudalism, where if I can afford more um, people, more mercenaries, let's say, if I can afford my own police force. And you can't afford as many as I can afford. Then I just go take your property, and your property is now my property. So we need government for that and for other. things.
0: So I guess that what you're saying is that um, libertarians or or not, we are uh, we as a society are in one rowboat, and we have to work together to if we want to uh, society to progress, right, and to keep the peace. And uh, have a, have just a good life without any any of these problems that the government stops or prevents, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. and and I also think to the libertarians you know to, to be fair to them, uh, there is such a thing as too big of a government, and that's called totalitarianism. That's called fascism. We don't want that. but but we don't want no government. and we and we don't want no taxes, but we don't want, all taxes. You know what I mean. It's not a. It's not a zero, uh, or hundred percent thing. We have to find that. Happening. Now
0: that America ha- has uh, has uh, displayed that there is a. There is systemic racism, and we have to do something about it. And we are now facing a virus, a pandemic. But we need to work. We need. As a country, we need to open up because uh, if I don't uh, die of a virus, I'm gonna die of hunger because I'm not making any money. So and now that we, the America, is facing the, the, these problems, and uh, especially that uh, in the c- incoming election, it's e- either Trump or Biden. How would I look forward to a, to a country that uh, just settles for less and? Um, has so much problems that they need to face? How would I make this country a better country in my own way?
1: The, 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 the Trump's uh, calculus and the Republican and Libertarian calculus is let's just go back to work and uh, herd immunity. Whoever uh, dies, dies, and that's that. But And turn the economy back on so people can get back to work. What I think the answer is is we should, uh, you know, still social distance, still quarantine, still do the masks, and the government ought to give us more stimulus money. In this country, they give away uh, most of that money to um, the hedge fund managers and to, and to, uh, you know, Kanye West, uh, his uh, company Yeezy got five million dollars. Why? You know what I mean, um, a, a lot of this money is just being mismanaged. Some of these. Um, The mega churches that make millions or billions of um, dollars—they—they got money. How come they got money and not nurses? How come the teachers didn't get money? How come working people aren't getting taken care of, but all of the rich and powerful people are—you know—keep getting richer and more powerful? You know, that's just everybody. Everybody. Yes. um, Just that uh, the, the government ideally is 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 there to. Uh, not oversee us as such but to be there uh, as to help us when we need it otherwise what's the point of a government during a pandemic like this you know during the spanish flu they, they you know they did some and this is what it's about if if, if we just send people back um, to work without actually um, addressing the pandemic, way more people are gonna in instead of giving the money away to rich people who don't need uh, it
0: one last question and uh, I'm gonna have to thank you for so much for coming on here, Brand uh, Brandon. Um, uh, as a as an individual in this global world where we are facing a pandemic, how would you make a difference? How would you make a good difference?
1: Well um I I hope to uh, engage more in these protests. I've I've gone out there a number of times, uh, being another body um, showing the power structure that we the people stand together. In the long term, um, you know I'm I like to write, so I'm um, I hope to write a, a book. You know voting makes a little bit of a difference. Activism, activism, activism. I want to, I want to do activism. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it for that truth be told. Um, I've been uh, caught up with, with a lot of life stuff. So that's, that's a goal of mine, you know, to be more active, um, and to be another person that's, uh, that's helping to, to change things and, in a similar way to you, you know, you're, you've got this podcast where you speak to all sorts of different people and, uh, we change minds and at least maybe bring people together. And um, I think the more that everybody does a little bit extra, a little bit more for for you know, for the other person and not just for ourselves, not just the libertarian, it's, it's only me, but, but also help your fellow man and your fellow woman. Um, I think that that's a beautiful thing and I think that's how we uh, make this world a better place.
0: So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in guys. This is your host Almoador Jr. And thank you for listening in and please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank you.